0: welcome to Crafts and Crime. I'm Amy. I'm Elaine. And as always, we got a craft and a crime. So we've been working hard. Um, I know I did today because I didn't have anything ready. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I
1: I only had, well, I did my research and stuff and then I was just like, hey, um, I'm just going to be reading off my notebook.
0: Yeah. Paper notebook. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hard copy. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a bit of a week cuz your mom left on Saturday, Saturday morning. and I mean, the cat super early. Yeah. And um the cat got fixed. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say fixed. It's neutered. neutered. Yeah. So and he did good. It's like nothing happened. Yeah. No. Nope. Oh god. <laughs> like nothing happened at all. Yeah. It's that the
1: opposite of trying to keep him calm enough that like his pain medication does it though (laughs) Uh (laughs) but it's like early in the morning and then like at nighttime before bed but Mm -hmm. yeah he it's like calm down calm down so he'll be playing a lot and today he did the dumbest thing he was in the Dr. Pepper box Mm -hmm. and I had opened up the front for him so he could climb in and play in it Mm -hmm. and then what he had done was he had his front half of his body out and his back half through the hole of the handle <laughs> and he was like shrimping across the floor but he was playing i thought he was stuck and he's like no it's the best uh, day ever he is so like nothing even happened at all yeah and Climbing like we're recording screen
0: yeah oh i know it's tuesday as we're recording so it's mm-hmm. only a few days out and mm-hmm. i walked over to your house and i was like oh my god like, i see
1: frank in the what? mirror he's like scratching the dresser oh.
0: Yeah, Frank is Frankie's always in on our recordings making. He won't leave. He's just like, hey, you guys. But yeah, I walked over to your house and I was like, oh no, I'm locked out. And <laughs> and Binks heard me, so he comes running. I hear his little bell, and he like climbed up the whole screen. Yeah, I was like, no, don't do that. Yeah, because we have like the security, the yeah metal security, yeah. So yeah, my cat will climb on it too. Well, not as much; she gets stuck. But yeah, so it's been. Fun with the cat lately, and yeah, I couldn't even put the cone on him. Oh my
1: gosh, no. It made him spaz out so much the day he had the procedure done, and he started doing like death rolls like a crocodile on the floor, and I was like, (laughs) this can't be healthy for him. I took it off. He's fine. He's never licking it any more than just like a quick, because he just left a cat box. Yeah. You know, and so instead of just like, no, I just distract him you know Mm -hmm. with a toy or something and then he stops yeah well that's good and it looks fine it just looks grody yeah it's like his little sack is still there you know
0: yeah that was like after Harrison got neutered and we were like oh my gosh why does it look like that (laughs) it's because they don't cut off like the extra skin I know this is so gross but yeah it's pet life Uh, pet life yeah and then yesterday man that was a day for me that's why we didn't record yesterday well i don't think either one of us were ready i wasn't even ready no No, i didn't even do my research till last night No, i did mine today (laughs) (laughs) a couple hours ago no um yeah yesterday started with lily spilling milk on the couch and because we got rid of her sippies after the dentist stuff we were like no more sippies and um and she's gonna be four anyways it was just more of like a comfort thing so she spilled Mm -hmm. milk on the couch and then what happened oh then um the sink has a leak. Oh, yeah. Uh So Troy fixed that. And then my dryer went out. It won't heat. So mm-hmm. I had to order <laughs> the part. Thankfully, it was like free next day through Amazon. So oh, I ordered goodness. the heating element thing or whatever. And so I'm going to fix that. Yes, I can do it. <laughs> I did it on my washer. I replaced the whole entire. This was like a top loader washer. That whole outer drum, the plastic outer drum that. Holds all the water Mm -hmm. and then your inner drum goes in it. I replaced that whole entire thing. I took my entire washing machine apart. And so this one sounds a lot easier. I I don't know, kids. (laughs) (laughs) But this looks a lot easier because it's just like in the front of the dryer because I have a really Mm -hmm. old Kenmore dryer. And so I'm like, hey, a $25 part. Or maybe it was more. I think it was like $35. And so I'm going to fix it so I can get my laundry done because there's a lot of us and I have a lot of laundry. So that's. But yeah, so the dryer There's went out. There's only half and, um, of
1: us, and I have a lot too. It yeah,
0: so it was a day There was more um, going on. The rest of the day with the kids, and <laughs> and even now, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're trying to record, and like we always say, we try to keep it the background noise down, but um, it's a little chaotic. So I think they'll be okay. Just so if you hear kids and paper crinkling, you'll know why. <laughs> it's because I have too many kids and Elaine has her I like that sound. I like it too. Yeah. I know. We'll have to see if uh, our listeners like it. Yeah. So let us know. But um, anyways, I guess enough chit chat and I go first because I have a craft. And the reason why I waited so long to do it is because I already knew a lot about this craft. Mm -hmm. Because it is knitting. Yay! So, like I said, I tried to keep it all, like, go from spinning fibers to crochet and then to knitting, which probably I should have done knitting first because there's a lot more information about knitting, but whatever. I, like, it's it, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I did those first because there's a lot that's, like, similar yeah. in a lot of it. So, it would make a lot of sense. You'll see. There's, like, one part where I was like, whoa. Okay. Like, I learned something. Um. Okay. So knitting dates back all the way to the 11th century and the oldest knitted item found was um, socks in Egypt and the detail and color work and like pattern is like a clear indicator like knitting was probably around longer than when they dated those socks back they're really pretty they're like blue Mm -hmm. and like tan or whatever Mm -hmm. um and so, but before knitting, there was a technique called nail binding, Nail binding, and it's a technique where they would like loop and knot the yarn with like just a single needle, kind mm-hmm. of similar to crochet. Uh-huh. Um, and this technique is often associated with the Vikings, mm-hmm. and archaeo- archaeologists have found nail binding pieces in different areas of the world in different time periods. So pieces uh, found date back to 10,000 years ago in Israel- um, 7,750 BCE in Germany, and the 5th or 6th century CE in Egypt, and the ninth or 10th century CE in Norway. So kind of like all different time periods in mm-hmm. different areas. Um, and another form of knitting that was done before knitting that we know it today was called finger knitting, and it's literally as it sounds. It's mm-hmm. You don't need any needles, you just use your fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's knitting Fine. that's just done by hand.
1: Don't people do that with that big, giant, chunky yarn yes. and make like those things look yeah. like they just
0: turn into a big mat? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Pretty much a, a rug. It's yeah. like huge, but it's like you just make the loop and then you use your fingers to like loop it through. Yeah. So, um, so hand knitting was done even back then. So knitting was spread to other countries such as Europe, and the first knitted items were made by Muslim knitters employed by the Spanish Christian, like by Spanish Christian royal families. And uh, their knitted items can be seen in a royal monastery in Spain, and some of the items are a knitted cushion, or knitted cushion covers, Aww. and gloves, and they're inside the tomb of Prince Fernando de la Cerda, who died in twelve seventy five, and the cushion cover was so detailed and intricate. It had like 20 stitches per inch so very detailed and it had patterns showing the family armory and it had the arabic word baraka which means blessings and there have been other knit garments and accessories dating back to the mid 13th century found in cathedral treasuries in spain and other knit items dating back to the 13th century have been found in estonia so like all in that general area out there so, there are several paintings from Europe that show the Virgin Mary knitting, and hmm. these date back to the 14th century. And there are archaeological finds um, in medieval cities in London, Newcastle, um, Oslo, Amsterdam, and Lubeck. And there are actually tax lists that show like knitted goods being sold. So, there's records oh, that it was like fun. being sold all over Europe, and that started in the 14th century. And only small fragments of these were found. So it's, like, kind of hard to tell exactly what they look like as a whole. Mm-hmm. But they're knitted pieces, so they know, you know, dating it back, how far back that goes. Um, but there was a knitted woolen child's cap that was found in Lubbock. Lübeck, Lubbock? Lubbock? <laughs> and it dates back to the 14th or 15th century. And So that's, Aww. like, the one full item that they have. So, um... Yeah, so pieces all over. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Pearl <laughs> stitches were used in items found in Egypt, but surprisingly not in Europe. And so a pearl stitch is not like, think of your basic knit, knit sweater or whatever. It's flat. And a pearl stitch is kind of like you bring it towards the front. So you're working backwards and it makes like bumps, ridges. Mm-hmm. So it could create like texture. Um, and so... They were, these pearl stitches were, yeah, like I said, found in Egypt, but not in Europe. And they are then found in Europe around the mid 16th century in a pair of red silk stockings that Eleonora del Tol- Toledo was buried in. And the socks also had the first lacy patterns made with pearl stitches. But because of, once again, because of the detail and technique that was used, it indicates like maybe it was an earlier time that they were, you know, doing crochet. Mm -hmm. Or not crochet, knitting. (laughs) (laughs) So Queen Elizabeth I loved silk stockings Mm. and she had many that were made just for her. And this is when many people in Britain started knitting more. And there was a huge demand for knitted stockings and Britain was able to start exporting them they were making so many Mm -hmm. knitting schools were set up and helped provide a way for the poor to make money and during this time the fashion trend like during yeah this time period was for men to wear short trunks and fitted stockings Mm -hmm. like i could picture it in my head the little boys like running around with like the you know the knee-high stockings or whatever and the Mm -hmm. little tiny shorts like little dolphin shorts yeah pantyhose (laughs) pretty much (laughs) so um many of the stockings that were made in England were sent to the Netherlands, Spain, and Germany. And in the 20th century in Ireland, elaborate designs were created such as the cable stitch that was used on Aaron's sweaters. So knitting was important. This was interesting to me. And of course I should have known because I know this pattern and I think you do too. Um, So knitting was really important to people living on the Scottish Isles. (laughs) And in the 17th and 18th centuries, families made sweaters, accessories, uh, socks, stockings, and other items. And the Fair Isle technique made colorful, elaborate patterns. And sweaters were made for fishermen. And all the natural oils we were talking about before with wool. Mm-hmm. So all those natural oils in the wool would actually help protect the fishermen against like the harsh weather awesome. when they were fishing. So the water would just roll off. Although yeah. I would be
1: covered in blisters because I'm allergic to wool, oh. but not lanolin. So <laughs> maybe so it would protect weird... my skin. I don't know. Well, maybe. <laughs> I don't
0: know. So I thought that was really interesting. But yeah. at the Fair Isle pattern, Lily had a really cute red sweater my mom got her and it had the Fair Isle yeah. um yeah so anyway so in <laughs> 1589 william lee invented the stocking frame which was a mechanical knitting machine and queen elizabeth the first got a pair of black stockings from him but she didn't like the quality of them didn't think they were good for her fancy <laughs> little ankles yeah. and um so she didn't grant him a patent for his machine mm uh king henry the fourth from france saw the opportunity that this invention provided so he gave him financial support so william lee then moved to Rouen and built a stocking factory the french then helped spread the knitting loom all over europe so when it came back to great britain <laughs> the worshipful company of framework knitters was incorporated in 1657 in london and the city of Nottingham in the district known as the Lace Market was a huge producer of machine knitted lace. And there were other inventions invented over, over time, such as like the circular knitting machine. And these were able to be used at home and they were smaller than the large stocking frames, and, but they were faster than hand knitting. So that's another invention. In the mid 19th century, machine knitting started moving to factories that could fit the larger machines that used steam power, and um, so this is when hand knitting started to decrease in the industry. And people would just knit as like a hobby. Mm-hmm. But then during World War One, everyone knitted items to help with the war <laughs> effort. Yeah. So they would knit socks, hats, scarves, sweaters, you know, other stuff. Um, the Red Cross actually published pamphlets with patterns in it hmm. that like could be used to help the sailors and troops and stuff in the 1920s knitting had been shared to china and this is something interesting i learned um while researching the history of knitting so by the ni- like i said by the 1920s it had been shared to china and chinese caravan caravan men would um they were riding on camels And they would reach back and grab some of the camel hair if they ran out of the yarn. So they're walking and they'd reach back and pluck the hair from the camel's neck. (laughs) They would roll it in their palms into the beginning length of a yarn, attach a weight to it, twist it, and spin the fiber into yarn <laughs> yeah and so then they would just get that until they had enough to knit with so like <laughs> I said before it's like drop spinning where yeah. you add a weight and then you spin it down like mm-hmm. literally so they would do that with the camel um you know f- wolf, whatever it's called <laughs> um so they would make socks for themselves and they were able to even like make stuff to sell so anyways, that's what I learned. I thought it was interesting. That is. Because it was new to me. I It was like two crafts put together, because obviously in order to get yarn, you need to spin. Yeah. So, but they would spin it themselves and then knit it right off the camel's neck. <laughs> so I love that. Um, in the 1920s, knitwear was getting really popular in the Western world, and certain items became popular with sports, such as sweaters for like, think about tennis, cricket, mm-hmm. you know, you got your little sweater vest or whatever. Uh, Fair Isle knitting was popular with golf after the Prince of Wales wore mm-hmm. a Fair Isle sweater when he played golf. And knitting made it into high fashion, thanks to Coco Chanel and Vogue magazine. And with the popularity of knitwear, um, you know, increasing the zippers were then added, you know, instead of just like buttons on a sweater. Mm-hmm. So they started adding zippers. And then synthetic yarns at this time were also starting to be used. Um, So sometimes, you know, cheaper. So mm-hmm. it was more affordable to knit. Yeah. Um, so during the Great Depression in the 1930s, many families had to turn to knitting to help make their own clothes or to fix clothes mm-hmm. at like, you know, holy socks or whatever. And some even knit to try to make some extra income. And in the 1930s, machine knitting was being used more often. And But then hand knitting became really popular during World War II. And women were encouraged to use like old sweaters or woolen items to um, reuse the materials to make mm-hmm. items for the Navy and the army in the winter, so, like, hats and, you know, socks and stuff, just like World War One. And this is a way that, like, women were encouraged to be a part of the war effort and do their part, you know. So, just like with crochet, in the 50s and 60s, more colors and styles mm-hmm. were introduced. And girls were taught how to knit in school. And magazines in the UK had patterns of, like, things that you could knit. And in the 1980s, knitting just kind of started not being as popular anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, less patterns and yarn were being sold. And, like, people just didn't... They didn't teach it in school anymore. So, it was just kind of like a old person's... Right. Home
1: like, became, like, um, sewing machines.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With the... <clears throat> yeah. Popularity of mechanical sewing machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um like yeah so they could at this time people could just go and buy like a machine knit like anything so it was like what's the point I could just go buy it and um so new clothing you know also made knitwear like not as popular for everyday use as it used to be and by the 21st century knitting started to make a comeback and that was obviously thanks to the internet and um the Handmade Revolution and DIY Crafts, as it said on Wikipedia, which mm-hmm. I'm like, yep, it's everything DIY and do it handmade. Yeah. Um, it just helped pull knitting back into the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And so by this time, you know, in the 21st century, like there's a bunch of different types of yarn. It's not just like wool. You yeah. have cotton, you have linen, you have like all these different types of, um, you know, fibers now that, you know, and synthetic. So mm-hmm more people were like, it was getting, you know, more interest than it did before. And Julia Roberts, Winona Ryder, Dakota Fanning, Kate Middleton, and Cameron Diaz have been seen knitting. So (laughs) this very well could have helped with people like, oh my gosh, like, they're knitting, I want to knit, you know. So obviously the internet helped, has helped recently with the spread of information about knitting, like Right. Right now on our podcast talking about knitting. <laughs> exactly. I knit. I love knitting. I well, I think I talked about it on crochet, the knitted knockers. I, yeah. you know, was knitting those. Um and so I was like, well, this is one of the crafts that I actually do. So um yeah, so the internet really helped with this and patterns can be found. People can connect and talk about knitting, you know, think about it on Facebook groups or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, YouTube videos can literally teach you how to knit. And that's kind of when I get stuck on a stitch or something, I'll just pull up a YouTube video. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes reading the instructions for me, as I've told you before, I'm a visual learner. Mm -hmm. And um, so just show me how to do it and I could figure it out. Like with the dryer, I'm like (laughs) literally just going to watch a YouTube video. video. And I'm like, oh, I got got it. it. That's how I fix my washer because I watched a YouTube video. So same thing with knitting. And if anybody wants to learn how to knit, like hmm, just go to YouTube. So, this was interesting. I okay. So, on January 14th, 2006, a knit blogger named Stephanie Pearl McKee McPhee, sorry, challenged knitters to participate in the 2006 Knitting Olympics. (laughs) So, all this was, and all knitters had to do was start their project like at home or whatever during the opening ceremony of the 2006 Winter Olympics. Olympics in Torino and have the project finished by the time the Olympic flame was extinguished sixteen days later. Hmm. So during the entire sixteen days of the Olympics, knit your project, watch the Olympics, you know, whatever. <laughs> and actually almost four thousand knitters like participated oh, in this. Fun. So I'm like, it's kind of cool. Every and like think about it now. I'm face did, did a lot I don't, of I don't, don't know. I couldn't I oh. should have looked that up, but think about it like you have all these knitters and probably like that would be so cool like to have a facebook group well this was in 2006
1: when was facebook not 2006 i wasn't
0: on facebook i don't i don't think i There was i i was on my space um so yeah but think about it like now um you know a facebook group of people like kind of like that lady tina i was telling you about she did like a crochet along and everyone she would release part of the pattern each week, and so everyone's working on the pattern together, and she would release a YouTube video so you could follow along with her. Yeah, and that's how I learned how to do mosaic crochet. But I'm like, think about all these knitters. That would be so cool. Of like, get on a Facebook group and like, what are you working on? And this is my yeah. project. And so I was like, I thought that was kind of fun. um that So fun. in May 2007, Cassidy and Jessica Forbes founded Ravelry.
1: Oh my gosh, I totally know what that is. Yeah, I can't do those crafts. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I know it so it's basically like a social networking site for knitters and crocheters and it has a bunch of patterns and you can like connect and talk to people and that's where I connected um Tina's patterns uh, on when I did my crochet episode um I get all of her patterns from Ravel- Ravelry and it's really cool for people like myself who do a lot of crochet and knitting it's like a library so you buy your projects there are some free stuff like there's free patterns on there simple patterns that I've gotten but um you know you buy a pattern for like five bucks or whatever and it saves it in like your library Mm -hmm. and so it's just not like Pinterest where you go in and like oh I want to do this but it's like it saves all your patterns that you bought Mm -hmm. and so you could find creators and and um yeah so I'm on I have a account. I can't I don't publish patterns, but I've bought a lot. <laughs> so I think
1: Crystal does too for some stuff she makes. Made.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's majority of where people share patterns mm-hmm. because I think it is one of like the largest databases for for patterns. You know, you can buy patterns on Etsy too. Um, but there's, I think it started for knitting and crocheting patterns, and and it's just blown up into what it is now. So, anyways, that was um, all I could find on knitting it was a lot of information so I didn't want to make it boring um I left out some stuff but I mean a lot of it's from Wikipedia honestly and a couple other websites that I got extra information from but yeah so I just thought it was interesting how spinning and crochet and knitting all kind of came together and yeah so that's cute yeah so sorry if you're hearing kids in the background we are trying our best well i'm trying my best but it's hard hard. it is really hard i'm not trying because they're (laughs) no they're just they're young and rambunctious and they just had a bunch of strawberry like a whole they went through that whole two pound thing of strawberries so they're on like natural sugar high so um yeah so i apologize if you can hear my children to all our listeners so, and I
1: have one little thing about hmm. knitting. Oh, you do? Because yeah, because I don't. Um uh-huh. I have tried. I can crochet a chain, um but my tension is terrible and then you tried to teach me to just do the next bit and I'm like, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah. It is not my it's thing. Just... I have a bunch of them and those two are yeah. not it. Like I embroider. I don't know if I can cross stitch because I haven't tried since I got glasses. Mm-hmm. Um so I have one tiny little thing that I remembered this. Mm-hmm. Um Okay. And Uh, I'll add the link because I'm not going to read this whole thing so if anybody wants to read it it's from BBC News and there are Bolivian women that are like master knitters up in the mountains and they have been contracted they knit tiny little plugs for babies born with heart defects. yes and they literally have to use like for people who don't know what i'm what i'm telling you they have to use like tatting size Uh knitting needles and they make this with like a memory mesh that makes Mm -hmm. a little plug and they do it through the um, artery of your groin they push it through and bloop and they open it up and it keeps the baby's hearts functioning because also up there in the mountains there's not a lot of oxygen so these heart defects for a normal baby that might Mm -hmm. get past it like it's like a death sentence and so Mm. these women like in um sterile labs yeah. are knitting these teeny wow. tiny little plugs it's very that is cute so
0: cool i wish i knew. well now i know that i, know. Like, I wish i knew that <laughs> now
1: you do <laughs> now i
0: do i'm learning so
1: much mm. i know that is the fun part is every now and then we're like reading these things these like not not to me at all and of course not to you but in general just like not, you know my paper the mashing of rocks to make yeah. color it's not like the most thrilling stuff but in general like, come on, just whip out that information to somebody one day. Hey, did you know that purple yeah. is made from these snails? It's yeah, like, it and may they pee not
0: on be them. If
1: they put pee on them. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it smells rotten forever. But it's like you know, it's cool stuff you can just pull out, mm-hmm. uh, and it's fun to share. And like, maybe if you ever get on Jeopardy,
0: <laughs> I know, I'll know the <laughs> randomest stuff. <laughs> like, That's do fun, you though. know where Tyr- Tyrian purple originates yeah. <laughs> from? Oh no, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <It's my> snails. <laughs> Yes,
1: it's definitely fun still because even if it's not like super like thrilling, it's yeah,
0: still Yeah, I think that's fun. why we really like, I like the craft part of it because yeah, it's it's fun stuff. It's new information for I'm sure a lot of people. And yeah. Know there's... The whole world
1: is so mechanized. It's oh, really no. weird to hear the back part of it sometimes mm-hmm. because... The reality is the mechanized process is the exact same thing.
0: Mm-hmm. It's just done faster. Yeah.
1: Yeah. With like less manpower. That's all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so. hands
1: off. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's not a lot of people that still make that Tyrian purple, but mm-hmm. you know. I know.
0: Purple. I really like, I think a lot of the ideas for my crafts mm-hmm. um, for the future have come from the, it's like on YouTube, it's the channel Insider Business oh, okay. and they do like, where like the oldest tanning process or whatever like Mm -hmm. ancient crafts that they're still doing and so yeah it's like
1: "Ooh, this is cool oh yeah like in um the middle eastern types of areas Mm -hmm. they still do tanning exactly the same literally just watched one that was (laughs) like that yeah (laughs) and it's crazy too because like it really is It's like the pee and everything and their foot stomping it and they all have like yeah it's pretty terrible because it's what
0: what people have to do to get by hmm I'll cover tanning one day. That'll be in my future because I have done tanning before. Right. So I've done it successfully once. <laughs> and then I let Troy do it and he did not do it right.
1: But the so, dogs got a
0: snack. Oh yes, they did. Because <laughs> like rabbit Crispy, fluffy yeah, rabbit um hides or you know, skin, whatever will dry out and it gets all crunchy if you don't do it properly. And Troy left him out for too long and um so the dogs got him it's basically like a chew toy at that point so they had fun with it but anyways okay so enough talking about crafts let's talk about crime i guess so okay see you this week finally (laughs) i know i did it yeah so this is our
1: first victorian crime
0: Ooh. okay
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm kind of like, oh, I think I might do a couple of these. And I mean, I'm, I will continue, but I'm super into this. Okay. Okay. So we are going to be talking about John Edward Ruloff. Okay. He was born July 9th in 1820 in New Brunswick, Canada. Throughout his life, he had multiple careers um, as a photographer, which is, you know, it's early photography. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, He was a teacher. He did some lawyer clerk type of work as well and he was also uh what they call a philologist which is he was like a master linguist so he had um mastered several languages quite early in his life and he was considered someone who was extremely intelligent Mm -hmm. and um so he started out his life there wasn't a i mean obviously this is in the 1800s so mm-hmm. the documentation's pretty good but it ain't amazing yeah and he essentially turned into a career crook oh and he continued through his life he became a lawyer in his early years um, and which is so strange now because it like, didn't work what? the same way yeah um in an upscale law firm actually and he ended up going to prison for embezzlement i don't have the exact years for that but it was because of the timeline coming up, we're going to move to 1842. And he was born in 1820. So okay, he was so he in his very young mm-hmm. teenage 20s, mm-hmm. early 20s. Okay. So he goes to prison for embezzlement from one of his clients. Mm-hmm. And in 1842, he moved to upstate New York. And he uh, was there going to school studying um, herbalism, essentially, with a Dr.
0: Henry Bowles. Bowl bowl. Okay (laughs) Wait so he went from being Yeah
1: he went He changed careers He went back to school After prison Okay so so he did lawyer stuff
0: Yeah he was Then he he... did Yeah Language stuff Uh huh Then then he's doing herbalism Right now he's yes After doing prison stuff Yeah (laughs) Yes, I, yes. Got it. Cause I got it. Because he just
1: it. keeps moving a lot. That's weird. Okay. Um, because back then, if he was, he was just, he just could lie. That was the thing. Sorry. He okay. He was just smart. He was very smart, and he just swindled his way into that makes whatever sense. he wanted. That's a to. lot of
0: those like high collar crimes or whatever mm-hmm. they're called, um, mm-hmm. where they're just really smart and they know mm-hmm. how to like.
1: And he was. He could work it. Mm-hmm. Very young okay. and
0: charismatic. That makes sense.
1: Um, he is well liked by um Henry the doctor Henry Bowl he's well liked by him and he um is introduced to his 17 year old cousin her name is Harriet shoot mm-hmm. and so John falls in love with her and they want to get married but her family doesn't want him to get married including cousin Henry cuz he's like I don't know I just don't like him I have a feeling about this guy mm-hmm. nobody wants you know her to get married to him but she's 17 years old so what does she do even back then
0: yeah so that's what she wants exactly
1: so um they get married and he immediately turns out to be abusive jealous he accuses her of cheating on him with everyone including her cousin henry yes he's he's he insists that a kiss on the cheek that henry gave his 17 year old cousin and he completely blew up and he was just very unstable yeah so um he threatened her he threatened that he was gonna poison her Mm. he says i'm gonna poison you like i did to my niece and my sister-in-law and she's like what there's nobody knows that he's been married before she has no uh-huh. idea what he's talking about she thinks it's just a manipulative tactic and you know, she stays mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. and she i'm gonna scoot my mic over a little bit she stays with him and then they move to um lansing in new york all of this stays up here up in, oh, in this okay. new york area at this point okay. point. and um they have a daughter named priscilla and we're gonna move right through this is June 22nd
0: 1844 okay so
1: he's like he's he's, married they've moved just a little bit away from her family and he's uh 24 years old okay I was like wait yeah no, he's only he's only 24 it happened really quick Mm -hmm, like getting married
0: yep they Mm -hmm. had a baby pretty quickly
1: and so she's only about 18 19 at this point Mm -hmm. because um little Priscilla at this time is three months old Mm mm-hmm so they have a fight because he wants to move to Ohio to take her further away from her family, oh, you know, as abusive people yeah, do. Try to, them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she does not want to do this. She wants to stay because they're already having problems. Now she has a baby. She wants to be near her family, mm-hmm. you know, like you do when you're a brand new mom and she's young and yeah. he sucks. So she doesn't want to leave her family. Mm-hmm. So they get into this really big fight and he picks up a pestle from the table. And which is a bowl mm-hmm. that you use to grind stuff down. So the pestle is the bottom and the mortar is like the grinding. Bit. Uh-huh. And so he picks up this pestle and he cracks it against her head and it kills her immediately. Oh, my
0: gosh.
1: Now. um, And I have a mortar and pestle and yeah, I know that they're solid. Heavy. It's yeah. like solid stone. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So he 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 kills her and he wants at this point he wants to kill himself, but he decides that he's not he's not going to mm-hmm. and unfortunately the part that I'm going to get to next I'm just gonna say right away it doesn't say what happened to the baby um because I know you're gonna wonder I was, it doesn't well, I was say ask. It, he doesn't it doesn't say there's
0: no there's no like, documentation but oh, by... you would just hope it went to like her family or uh, so something. back
1: in the day um a big thing was baby farming. The likelihood oh, yeah. that he sold the baby oh, probably no. is what he did. So, um, but he asked the neighbors, um, he says, hey, I need to borrow a horse and buggy. I just need to um, go into town and deliver my uncle this chest. You know, mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, sure, that's fine. So the neighbors watch him take a bag and toss it in. And he says, I'm... Uh, I'm sorry he had told them where his uncle was So uh-huh. they see him going off in this direction That's not the right direction mm-hmm. It's in the direction towards Kahuga Lake um, Which is completely uh, on the opposite yeah. direction So they're like okay this is weird When he comes back The following like Evening he wasn't mm-hmm. even gone long enough The chest is still in the wagon But the bag is gone
0: So yeah. supposedly he was supposed to be Delivering this chest Wait it was his yeah, it was his chest. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes,
1: yeah, that he was supposed to be taking to his uncle. Right? Like how can you be so smart? Really? Yeah. Really? But obviously he's not mentally well and unless so he then
0: told them like, oh no, I just needed to take him what probably. was in it. Yeah, not, yeah, the bag. I don't know. That but the still bag of... that's weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um so now he tells the he tells the neighbors, Oh, the family, we're going out of town, we're gonna be gone for you know weeks we're going away mm-hmm. and so when they leave the neighbors are kind of nosy and they peek and like the house is a mess like the house doesn't it looks wrong you know yeah yeah it just it just doesn't look right and not like how
0: she probably a wife would have left it like, exactly you know, right? before leaving there's no way yeah
1: So the town is talking now and there's rumors going around that they think that he killed his wife and his baby. Mm -hmm. This gets back to her family because, you know, they're still in New York. This gets back to her family and the Shoot family asks him, like, what is going on? Where is Harriet? And where is Priscilla? Mm -hmm. Because obviously that's their daughter and their grandchild. Yeah. And he said, oh, she left me. And then with more asking questions, then he says, oh, no, actually, we all moved to Ohio in the end, but they didn't believe him because her stuff was still in the house. So he wasn't even smart enough. Like, okay, you moved. Why are all her things still here? Mm -hmm. Why are their baby things still here?
0: And this is back in the 1800s where, you know, women didn't really, you know, you had like a select handful of dresses
1: right exactly they weren't rich and, yeah so you know he's still pretty young and she probably
0: left like hairbrush there you know like right this exactly typical, the thing like, that,
1: like she's not gonna leave that stuff behind yeah that would be
0: like one of us going missing oh she just left okay well why didn't she take her phone charger why didn't exactly. she take her you know this and that yeah. why is her toothbrush still here that kind of stuff you exactly know? So there's right. stuff
1: you know like there's no way mm-hmm. we're if we're planning ahead to bail That stuff's not getting left behind. Exactly. So, yeah. So they definitely think something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, John is like, I'm going to get out of town like he always does. So Mm -hmm. he takes some of his stuff and he gets out of town. But his brother-in-law follows him. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I don't have his name. But his brother-in-law follows him. So
0: her brother. Yes. Mm -hmm. His
1: wife's brother, he follows him and they Mm -hmm. move through Geneva, through Rochester, and they end up in Buffalo. Okay. So, and then they they continue moving. He doesn't get him at this point. They move one more time over and they end up in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. This is where his brother-in-law catches him, turns him in, and he's taken back to New York to, um, excuse me, the Ithaca area where he's going to, they're going to start working on this case now Mm -hmm. he's being arrested for this they dredged Cahuga lake for harriet and priscilla's body but they don't find them so the grand jury won't indict him for murder with no body yeah because they don't have one but he ended up being charged with kidnapping because at least in this point you know okay i can't prove it but like a three-month-old baby can't take care of themselves so what did you do with your own kid. Like yeah. you took it, if you didn't want it, it technically could have gone to someone else. So, mm-hmm. you know, stealing from. Oh, I the hope family. he didn't
0: kill the baby at least.
1: So <clears throat> in 1846, so he's now 26 um his trial is starting and he is representing himself of Of course course. (laughs) exactly of Of course course. he's representing himself and he's like hey there's no body there's no crime right i couldn't have done it you guys Mm -hmm. didn't find anything there's no blood evidence there's nothing like he was smart but not smart enough you Mm -hmm. know so unfortunately he's just found guilty of the of kidnapping he's sentenced to 10 years though i mean prison back then So he ends up in Ithaca prison, and while he's there, he studies philology more, which as more of a breakdown, it's like the building of language. It's like the substructure of all language and how it's built off from there. Mm-hmm. It's an, it's too much for me. Yeah. And apparently while he was in prison, he was writing an article that he wanted to publish on the theory of evolution of language itself, and he... Had a wonderful time. He was allowed to teach his cellmates. Mm-hmm. Um, he was writing that article. He was mm-hmm. studying. He was really doing just fine. But as all things do, his excitement for his future release, whenever he was you know, going to get out, he had all these plans. Mm-hmm. It was cut short because um, in uh, Tompkins County, they were going to charge him with murder. They were going to try again.
0: Oh. His county.
1: They were going to try him again. So he was going to claim um double jeopardy that they weren't going to be allowed to do this. He starts legal proceedings from jail because mm-hmm. he's
0: ready. Well, so did they uh, they did they at the first trial try to or was it like because if it wasn't officially like well we can't charge him with murder but we're charging him with kidnapping. Yeah. Then it's like well you weren't tried for murder, you were tried for kidnapping. Yes, and
1: now they're trying again for murder. For murder for the murder yeah. of um his wife yeah and the daughter so again okay. we come back the da drops the charges for harriet because the reality is okay maybe she just left you where's mm-hmm. the baby yeah she's only three months old you know the family yeah. would have happily taken her if you they obviously expressed mm-hmm. that they wanted their daughter and granddaughter to leave mm-hmm. so instead they drop the charges for harriet and they charge him with the murder of priscilla because okay. you know women can run away but babies don't yeah you know? so they think this is a pretty decent
0: like they can hold on to this mm-hmm. so he's found guilty in 1858. Oh, okay I was gonna say wouldn't he just argue like well she left and took the baby
1: right so because he was found guilty in 1858 he had been um he had been you know he had had his ten years and so then his trial continued for another two and he escaped. <gasps> Course he did. Yep, he was found guilty and he s- escaped before his sentencing. Mm. They think he had inside help from a friend he made named Albert Jarvis, who was the son of the under sheriff. So, um, yeah. So John mm. tutored. <laughs> My face. I'm like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John tutored Albert, and they became friends. Yep. He tutored him and um, got him help with his language that he needed. I think mm-hmm. I believe it was Greek and like Latin, mm-hmm. and. During that time, because he became friends with Albert, he also became friends with Albert's mom, Jane, who thought he was just too nice to have been a murderer. So they think either Albert or Jane helped him escape. Yeah, And um, Albert's going to become his partner in crime here really soon. So he's not a good good dude either. He wasn't just helping out a buddy. He was just a scumbag, too. Okay, that makes more sense. (laughs) So through John's escape, he started to go west. And he, from what it says, he lived off the land, eating berries and bark and Mm -hmm. eating farm food. But during that time, um, he ended up losing two of his toes to frostbite. Oh, (sighs) And so he dealt with that kind of thing while he was not like he deserves better, but he was dealing with that. And he managed to end up not going very westward, interestingly enough, from (laughs) New York. He ended up in Pennsylvania and he made connections again because he was smart he Mm -hmm. could mingle he was capable so he ended up making connections at jefferson college so he thinks he's about he was offered a teaching job what right
0: he was offered a escaped convict convict, right that's
1: crazy and
0: um (laughs) see how easy it was back then right he
1: just moved states states a few states down and Mm -hmm. yeah so he was about to be a um a teacher And then, you know, good old Al, his good pal, Albert writes him a letter and he says, hey, mom and I are super duper broke and we need money from you. And if you don't give us money, I'm going to tell. (laughs) Oh, good. old. Did he have money? No, but he was a crook. So he knew he'd figure it out. Figure it it out. Yep. So John breaks into a jewelry store and he gets caught. So he gets sent back to prison again. And I wonder if Al. But for. for trying to steal jewelry
0: right but are they making the connection
1: so this is the same person okay
0: yes oh they do okay
1: he managed to get out of those charges again all the charges for theft i don't know how for murder too including the murder what because again they just (laughs) realize that like there's there's no what are we doing we're trying again but there's still no body and so at (sighs) that point the jurors are like the but, baby's gone and she's gone.
0: So she could have just left with the baby. But he was already found guilty. He just hadn't been sentenced. And they're right. just like, oh, forget it. I think
1: it was just like, t- I know. I have no idea. If I figure out more... I will update. I know that's the hard, hard thing with this the older old. cases
0: because <laughs> yeah. there's a limited information and a lot of it's like, you know, you don't know for sure. Is it like, is that true or not? Mm-hmm. Like, and then conflicting sources, you know, like right. conflicting information. I know we've ran into that a lot. Yeah. And so I can imagine with the older case like this, it's hard. It is
1: very, really, it was very, really weird. <laughs> like <laughs> not, not a really, lot really. Yeah. And it's kind of a shame. Um, But even at this point, I'm still like, People are still trying. They're still mad. The family's still really upset. Oh, yeah. I would say, so, um he moves now, John, he moves to New York City. Okay. New York City. It's all I think of is a dang salsa commercial. <laughs> just keeps coming in my brain. Oops. I'm and so sorry. <laughs> Albert and him just steal as much as they can, as often as they can, from anybody. So mm-hmm. that's how they make their living, just pickpocketing, stealing whatever so they can sell it. They don't have any limit. It doesn't matter. They'd steal from little kids. It didn't Mm -hmm. matter to them. In 1861, John goes to prison for two years again, and he meets a man for stealing. It's the theft. It's (laughs) Uh the same thing. He goes to prison for two years, and he meets William Dexter, and now they're a trio of crooks. So there's three of them now, and they're ready. So in 1870, it's crazy how it's like these gaps, and all they're doing is just stealing and making crap in between and so here we go we're like he's hitting 50 now yeah um they are gonna cross the it's crazy the Cahuga river is just mm-hmm. like the center point of this story the whole time so they're gonna cross the river to get to a dry goods store mm-hmm. and john being the person that he is doesn't want to get his nice shoes dirty mm-hmm. so he leaves them on the the um, shoreline because they figure like and he gets shittier shoes on mm-hmm. then they catch a ferry boat and they go across and they go to this feed store a feed store dry goods <laughs> store and <clears throat> they run in with burning chloroform rags hoping that that's going to gas out the two employees that are upstairs sleeping their names are frederick merrick and gilbert burroughs well, it doesn't work because uh-huh. Albert is dumb and he tripped and made a bunch of loud noises. <laughs> and so Frederick Merrick comes downstairs. He has a gun. He's going to shoot him, but his gun Gems. lodges. Ugh. Yeah. And so he freaks out. And so he's like, she just starts throwing chairs at him, hoping that it's going to block yeah. him off, you know, because there's these fumes in the air that are also as well. Yeah, Yeah. So he throws a chair. John panics and he is taken off. And with Albert as well. So Uh William is the one. He gets grabbed by Frederick and Gilbert, and they're beating William to hell, you know. Albert and John see this. They run back. They grab him, and they fire a warning shot, but Frederick and Gilbert don't stop their attack Mm. on William. Mm -hmm. They fire another warning shot, and they still don't stop. And so John shot Frederick Merrick, (sighs) and it killed him instantly. So they run from the store, but they've missed that boat, that ferry across the river. Oh, to get back? Yes. So they all decide to swim across. Mm -hmm. They all decide to swim across and they're going, but the current is super duper strong Mm -hmm. and Albert and William go under and they drown. (gasps) So it's just John. He gets to the other side of the river and his shoes are there. And Mm -hmm. my brain is going... Now, did he really drown? Or was he just tired of their dead weight? Because why did he plan the shoes? It's just very weird. Like, he ran into this crime barefoot. They had taken a boat across. Why would you leave your shoes? Because it... I oh, still think yeah, that, Because,
0: like, did they I have wonder. their shoes on? And the
1: shoes... Right? So here's, like, again, like, <sighs> these lack of details. You're just like, did he kill his two partners?
0: Because... I don't
1: know. Because Albert's already threatened him mm-hmm. with blackmail. Mm-hmm. William... Uh, and maybe he doesn't know. Can I trust him enough? He watched me kill somebody. It's just interesting yeah. to me. So, yeah. here comes the important part of his frostbite. He left two very distinct mud footprints with two <gasps> toes missing oh. from the frostbite. So, the police were able to find that when, um, Sorry, I had to toes go. Toes? I think it was his like two big toes. The I big swear toes? it was because really, I'm like that would like, be pretty yeah, distinct. It was instead really distinct. of like your yeah, pinky toe, like pinky you wouldn't toe be able or something. to something right? So, um, so Gilbert he tells the police he he's the one that lived. He mm-hmm. tells the police these guys broke in. Tells the whole story. Mm-hmm. And so as they're searching the area, they find the footprints. They find uh-huh. these footprints, you know. So um, the police start rounding up suspects, and John. Looks kind of familiar He gets brought in And this idiot Refuses to give The police his name That Mm. doesn't look suspicious Yeah Right Because he has so many crimes Tied to him I mean it would take time But um, You know They're they only went across the river he's still mm-hmm. in the same state i don't yeah. think it's gonna be that hard they probably have yes. his shit up everywhere <laughs>
0: seriously <laughs> so someone's gonna recognize him
1: right so in the moment that it takes the police kind of him and Han about what they're gonna do john manages to escape and he runs and he runs in a farm to a farm and he's hiding out in their outhouse oh Ew. Ew, that's and so gross. he's <laughs> uh, yeah so he's hiding there it didn't work. He tried to use different aliases that he had. Mm-hmm. And um, the, he, he was like some callousness, which makes me. I, but I guess when you just don't care. um, He was shown the bodies of his friends, Albert and William. Mm-hmm. And he showed no emotion. Like, it was nothing. Oh, like, nope, I don't know them. I have no idea oh. who they are. No, like, I don't really? know them. Yep. So this is crazy. Mm. Someone in town, they're just hanging around. They're like, hey. I totally know who that person is. The person that recognizes him was the judge from the first trial <gasps> for the murder of his wife and daughter. What? So I'm guessing that because of because of the correlation of like this judge is like, oh, he's totally a crap guy. Uh-huh. You know, um, they immediately realize it's him. Gilbert, the shop, the shop worker identifies um him yes that's Uh the man that was there and so um in january 1871 this is at this point he's 50 john Mm -hmm. is tried for the murder of frederick merrick and he is found guilty Mm -hmm. on march 3rd and he is sentenced to be hanged oh yeah so, well, yeah, that's very because clear Because they, they had a witness. Exactly. Witnesses, evidence. Yeah. Like the footprint. Yeah. The toes. I'm really footprints. curious
0: about his toes. I'm like, what if he lost like this middle one? Right. And it, so it looked like maybe Spock toes. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Spock toes. <laughs> I'm like, right? I don't know.
0: I'm like, it's got to be really distinct. Yeah. Like...
1: I, I think so. I think so. I will double check. so
0: interesting. Yeah, the toes, the, yeah. But it's
1: funny because, you know, they had, right, and back then, like, as, if if we'll get back to those, excuse me, those kinds of crimes, you know, they had fingerprint, they did fingerprinting. They did did. quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And so I just love, like, the muddy footprint, you Uh know, I was like, oh, what? So that's why, it's so funny, like, he lost his toes to frostbite. I'm like, there's a point. Yeah. So on death row, he did admit to killing his wife. (gasps) <gasps> he admitted to oh, killing Harry but he did not they say what body? happened to Priscilla. Oh. They never. He never admitted oh. to what happened.
0: He. Oh, I and would hope he didn't kill her. Yeah, and he we're gave I, her away or I sold think her. That, yeah,
1: I think probably the reality is uh he had very little care for other people anyway in general. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe he had so much guilt for doing that because he, you know maybe he didn't know how to care for a baby. Not that that's okay. No. But um, but. Yeah, it, you made money off babies back then. So yeah, the reality is he probably sold it. Mm-hmm. Is hoping, hopefully. That sounds terrible, but.
0: Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, so, in the way of like that she lived and she, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, at least got to
1: have a, a life. A life. Yeah. And was so little, that's not like there's some crap she's going to remember. Yeah. So on May 18th, 1871, I mean, just like two months later. Oh, okay. It was. Um, John was hanged. And uh, fun fact, huh? Um, he was the last public hanging in the whole state of New York.
0: <gasps> what? Yeah. That's crazy. So that was
1: it. That was the last one. And f- like so many people showed up to watch oh, him get hanged. Because um, like to be tried over and over. So here's the thing. Supposedly he told his wife that he maybe killed a niece mm-hmm. and his sister-in-law, sister-in-law? a possible mm-hmm. sister-in-law, Harriet, possibly the baby, and... um. yeah so five people wow five people three for sure I'm well maybe not the baby but yeah yeah pretty crappy two
0: for sure did he ever say where her body was
1: no they never found it they never which is crazy because he they found um Albert and William's body the very next morning I'm so sorry I missed that part right at the riverbed they found him right away but they did not find Harriet or the baby wow and they tried I mean they dredged and tried to look but they never found it or any nothing not an mm. outfit not anything
0: well if the lake's really big well, yeah, I do know I guess a... there's only so many places you could like
1: yeah because you know... I mean like rivers and lakes the like, in and out it could have just mm-hmm. gone to the ocean like yeah you know all that part New York is so small technically mm-hmm. and part of it's an island like there's so much water there and it all is a outlet correct yeah out uh-huh. to the ocean uh-huh. from right there so
0: that, yeah wow Well so, oh, that's sad so that's that wow that was a lot. That was a lot. That was not what I was expecting. Huh. I'm yeah. shocked that, I mean, the 1800s were no something body. else. No body. But What was that that's called? Crazy.
1: Corpus, um, well,
0: Corpus, corpus Delecti. Uh, Delecti, yeah. Corpus Which Delecti. It sounds like a
1: delicious body. <laughs> I know. But no, it's,
0: <laughs> it's, yeah, the, um, yeah, there doesn't need to be a body. But wow, that's that's crazy i'm you know that's sad i just hope that like yeah the baby lived and as didn't much as he liked money
1: it wouldn't surprise me that he probably sold oh the yeah baby.
0: probably just like well like i can't take care of her so mm-hmm. i might as well make some money and yeah. she lives you know let's just hope that's what it is i hope but- so Wow! Well, good job. Thank you. You did good too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> okay. Well, with that, stay crafty and not cry me. Bye. Bye.